0: Welcome back to Dear Amber. Today we hear from an American tourist in China for the first time. You can hear what life is like when you come here and don't take one of those tours. And on a related note, something you'll be facing as a tourist or as a person living here, which is a little bit on Chinese toilets. Okay, today on Dear Amber, we have a special treat, which is someone who's come to China for the first time and doesn't speak Chinese, and it's Elliot. Hello, Elliot.
1: Hey, Amber, how how are you?
0: Good. You're going to share with us your total China newbie experience, right?
1: You know, it's always really interesting to get off a plane in a strange country and... You know, you you walk around and, and really one of the most uh, shocking things which I tried to get a picture of but I didn't was when you first walk out of the the main terminal there. Because mm-hmm. there's like a row, you know, rows of probably hundreds of people like looking at you and you're only you know, you're the only person yeah. walking down the aisle. And so I
0: find that actually in China it's more like thousands of people <laughs> yeah. than yeah, hundreds. And I there have been times like where I've tried to push that luggage cart out and I'm like I have to, like, push my way through the sea of people. I don't know if it was like that, guys, for you guys. Yes. Yeah, but that's your basic initiation into China is just masses of people, right?
1: Yep, and more people than you can imagine.
0: So was it hard? Like, how did you get from the airport to your hotel? How did you communicate?
1: Right. You know, one just figured we would take a cab. I knew it was a ways away. Um, and, and as usual, when you get to a, a, a foreign country, there are a lot of... Taxi drivers outside trying to get your business, They're trying to right?
0: scout you or something. Right,
1: right. They come they come running up to you as, as soon as you walk out the, the exit, you know, yelling taxi. So you're hmm. bombarded right away. And yeah. It's a little bit overwhelming, and we hadn't changed any, any money yet, so we sold some U.S. dollars, which I thought would be fine. I thought I'd read that, but anyway... Uh, made a deal with a with a, with a nice young man for... Who you
0: thought was nice. Yeah, you
1: know, <laughs> who I thought was nice. And, you know, number one thing, you should never really deal with the people right at the, right at the uh, exit of the airport, but we did anyway.
0: Yeah, and sometimes it's hard to know what, what to do, because, I mean, every country is different, too.
1: Exactly. exactly. Actually, this
0: is a perfect opportunity for a tip, which I can share, is that anyone who comes to Shanghai or Beijing Airport don't listen to those scouts there is a lineup for taxis which is a very legitimate lineup so tell us more what happened with the scout did everything yep. turn out okay
1: so we knew i mean it, very wary of this man right we wanted to make sure that mm-hmm. he wasn't going to rip us off and so we came to the agreement of 17 us dollars well,
0: that's that's good it sounded you know he you said 17
1: 17. we said that sounds pretty reasonable yeah. even if we're overpaying that's fine. Like, let's just get us to our hotel, right? Yeah. Well, of course, we take... It's about an hour and a half to get to the hotel. We're, and my friend and I are looking at each other saying, 17 bucks, this is an amazing deal.
2: <laughs> of course, we get over. So we get to this,
1: the hotel. And one other thing that was interesting is, you know, we didn't, we didn't really think about it at the time, kind of jet lag, weren't really thinking straight. They drop us off on the opposite side of the street from the hotel instead of pulling mm. right up to the hotel. So, you know, kind of like so suspicious things happening. And all of a sudden, they say, 70, well, 70. And we said, no, 17. Well,
0: you, you imitated that accent so well. <laughs> oh, thank you,
1: thank you. So now, all of a sudden, they're saying, they're making it seem like we had agreed to 70 dollars oh, no. instead of seven dollars. Oh, no, the D came out. And, um... You know, we, we kind of argued with them. We argued with them, and they they got really angry really quickly. Oh. And we figured we must have just you know screwed up, and we just gave them the seventy. And it turns out that was probably the wrong move. Anyway, yeah.
0: yeah. Well, it probably should have cost like about usually costs about one hundred and fifty Remingby, which is about twenty two US to come from the airport. But hey, you can chalk it up that maybe you like supported some taxi man's family for like a month. <laughs>
1: yeah, I'm trying to. F- Look some it good that might way. Have come out of the bad. Is what I like to say. Yeah, but yeah. that's
0: good because your experience can. Help save many others the similar pain and agony of that. <laughs> yes. Okay, well, also the Enzo. Well, at least you ended up the, at the hotel. Everything went okay from there?
1: Yeah, everything was, um, was good from there.
0: Well, one tip I can say, too, is I remember reading a little while ago in a newspaper article that something similar happened to a tourist, I can't remember, from where, Sweden or something. And he also wasn't really familiar with the currency exchange. And so um, when he got to his hotel, the taxi driver told him, I think he told him the fare was something like, 1,000 RMB when it should have been like a 100. And the guy didn't really know the equation is mine. He was jet-lagged and he ended up paying it. But the tourist had had the um, wits about him to take the receipt from the cab driver mm-hmm. which has the taxi driver's number on it. And later it made the news and they found the taxi driver and they made the taxi driver pay the Swedish guy 10,000 RMB as compensation. So a good tip is if you're unsure about anything take that receipt or write down the number which I know you guys almost did.
1: We were, we were close.
0: So cool because they actually took a picture in the taxi but like Missed the number that's sitting on the dashboard by just a couple inches. <laughs> it's
1: always something, right?
0: Yeah. Oh, well. Live and learn. Okay. So you've been in Shanghai a few days now. Um, what kind of, how about the tourist spots? Like, what, have you had any cool experiences or what do you recommend for people or do you have any tips?
1: Yeah. Uh, so there's nothing just, I mean, Shanghai is, we often have people tell us things like, I gave learning Mandarin a shot, but then I realized I really don't have enough time to
2: commit to it. Folks who felt this way love Chinese Pod Recap. In as little as 90 seconds a day, you can refresh what you've learned so far while adding a bit of what's new to your daily learning. An innovative language learning tool to fit the busy, fast paced lifestyle of today's professionals.
1: An easy city to get around in the sunset. You can hop in basically any cab. I mean, cabs as we've, we've kind of spoken about, are, they're really cheap. You yeah. know, two or three dollars to get a lot of places, but, you know, those cabbies don't know really any English.
0: Yeah, I was going to ask you, have yeah. you had trouble communicating?
1: Yeah, so, I mean, just a another tip that I like to do is, is have... At the hotel or wherever you're staying, or if you know of the place that you want to go, you just have to have that written in Chinese. That's good advice. And you hand it to the cab driver, and then you're just good to go. The meter is running, and you're off, and, and you'll be there in no time. So, you know, from my experience, I haven't seen any areas of Shanghai that were scary at all. That's so, good. Um, so I didn't ever feel really, like, you know, feel in, as in, in uncomfortable situations. Um,
0: so no pickpocket experiences or anything? No, no. That's
1: good. Yeah. I, I, I one thing I thought that was really great was going to the top of um, the uh Jin Mao the Jin Mao oh, Tower. Okay. Very and cool. Oh, I've and, never done and you that. go to the you go to the bar up there, so you don't go you don't pay for the um, you know, get to go to the viewing deck or observatory. You just go and get a drink. And, I, you know, it's not cheap or anything. Not that cheap. But at but least you get a drink. But at least you get a drink and get to relax. Yeah, and that's a good tip. It yeah, it's because really yeah, cool. I
0: know if you go up in the Pearl Tower, you have to pay, like, quite a bit of money. Right,
1: right. Ah, right. you guys are smart. Yeah, so the Jin Mao Tower, amazing views down there. The whole Bund area is, is great. And, you know, there's just some, just hole in the wall, like, really cool, really great restaurants that you... You can go in and kind of experiment. I mean, usually some of the places that you might find aren't that expensive, so you can yeah. feel free to order a few things off the menu. And
0: Yeah, I think one of the best things to do is just walk around and, like, yeah. poke into places. Yeah, And you'll always have fun. People are really friendly. Mm-hmm. And even if you can't speak, you can just point at things or, like, let them choose what you're going to eat. It's always an adventure.
1: <laughs> yeah, one and one other thing that I um, kind of a little tip that i'll kind of embedded in my in my mind now is there happens to be a lot of um just you know beggar families that send their little kids to do kind of a lot of the actual pulling of your of your shirt uh oh, tail
0: pulling of your heart strings right <laughs> right make
1: you feel really bad um, yeah and you know they're they're just trying to get a few RMB off of you mm-hmm. and you, you say why not give this give this poor child maybe four or 5 RMB and and call it a day and what happens is, is that as soon as you do that they have some sort of secret silent call that brings <laughs> literally
0: some like high frequencies rel- only <laughs> they can hear yeah. whistle <laughs>
1: <laughs> Exactly cuz
0: they all come running <laughs>
1: Cuz literally like as soon as you hand over a couple of uh coins to them they they've they've notified like their family and friends and all their relatives mm. and the next thing you know there might be literally 20 people surrounding you and not letting you go anywhere all asking for money pulling at your
0: at your hard. pockets
1: you got to be careful that these people aren't sticking your hands in your pockets trying to steal I know, your it's money. It's a bit stressful. It is. So it's kind of guys... a high stress situation. Yeah. yeah.
0: So like what did you guys do? How did you get, get out of that? <laughs> yeah.
1: We just happened to think of uh, or heard of this word called Gwen.
0: Oh Gwen.
1: Is that how you say it?
0: Uh, I'm Did someone teach you that? Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's a good that. The only word you know in Chinese is Gwen. That's not bad it kind of means like get lost yeah <laughs> basically
1: yeah and I've, I've never it's basically like the I've never seen anybody react as quickly and as you know this word is so direct to the to these people that they literally turn it's on like their kryptonite. heels right
0: <laughs> right and
1: they they walk away so you say Gwen and and they're gone Wow, uh,
0: I've never ever tried that yeah
1: try it out I mean it's amazing their reaction okay that's a complete good tip. 180 that's yeah. a good tip good yeah.
0: we'll post on the um, dear amber comments the actual character so everyone can memorize it for when they come Okay, so did you spend most of your time in Shanghai, or did you guys go outside and see some other tourist sites?
1: Yeah, we went to uh, a, a city about an hour and a half away called Z- Zitiang. Oh, Z- Z- Xitang. Xitang. Um, yeah. So
0: isn't that the water town, right?
1: It is, it is.
0: Okay, yeah, so these little water towns, that the streets are like canals, sort of, is it? I it is. Been.
1: It's really a really beautiful kind of little town. That's oh,
0: a good thing to do. Yeah. Isn't that where they filmed Mission Impossible or something?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. It's this. So this particular uh, town has... The, uh, the fame of Tom Cruise coming to visit and film a couple scenes for Mission Impossible 3. And, you know, I've never seen more people excited to tell you about... Tom Cruise and how handsome he is, and how he walked down these same streets that you are. Oh, really? Yeah, and I mean they—they they basically. Well, there will be all these pictures of Tom Cruise on these on these walls, and you know the Chinese people will come up and try to get you to ride in the rickshaws, and I mean all the, you know, you won't say, understand a word except you'll hear them say Tom Cruise literally about a hundred times.
0: <laughs> so everybody's um, like, Tom Cruise. Exactly. Exactly.
1: So that was really. Maybe thought
0: you were Tom Cruise. Yeah, I mean you're pretty handsome there. Yeah.
1: Well, thank you. <laughs> um, I, I just didn't think that it was about me this time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, you can just let it give you an ego boost. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, I felt I pretty think if good you for a Yeah,
0: if you're dark-haired, they think you're Tom Cruise, and if you're blonde-haired, you're Brad Pitt. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, just tell us, someone who had not been to China before and hasn't really studied Chinese culture, give mm-hmm. us your impressions as a newcomer.
1: Yeah, I mean, the one thing that I'll take away from being in China is just the vast amount of people oh, and... Yes kind of the way that the the amount of products that are being transported around to fill people's in China's needs I mean so there's so many people right wherever you go it's there's always people running around you know day or night That's especially true. that walk the the walking street mm-hmm. I mean I, we were there on a holiday so you know that had something to do with it, but literally i mean as far as you could see wh- huge wide walking street, um probably a hundred meters wide, yeah um completely packed i mean and and just stores and stores everywhere. Little boutique shops to like the most, you know, malls with the top names of all brands. Mm, and that's then, very you know, true. and then right next to that in the back alley are the people selling all the fake stuff. So, mm-hmm. I mean, there's just so much like commerce and products Action. and people wanting to spend their money on this and that. And just the consumption level is something that, like it's just really shocking. Yeah,
0: to. just like enough products and stores to even supply all the people right? right right it's true i've often thought like you could open any store here and make a living because it's just there's definitely consumers for yeah. you
1: yeah <laughs> yeah there's always there's so there's someone always out there that's interested in what, whatever it is that you're selling.
0: Yeah, that's so true.
1: Mm-hmm. Another thing I wanted to, to mention was just the idea, you know, it, it's in China, you're you're free to have a beer in your hand basically 24 hours a day, whether you're in <laughs> Was that a an cab? exciting
0: thing for you? Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, it's, it was for you and your friend Clay. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Well, we didn't, you know, we did take advantage of that, uh, I guess, once or twice. It's
0: true. Actually, I've been away from Canada so long, but yeah, when I go back, I can't even... Okay, it's worse for us in Canada. We can't even buy beer at 7-Eleven. And, you know, like in the States, we uh, yeah. can, but yeah, we right. can't.
1: That's not cool.
0: Yeah, so I think, yeah, it is, it is kind of a fun, free feeling that you can walk down the street drinking a beer if you right.
1: want. <laughs> you can buy a gigantic beer for 50 cents and, you know, walk down the street, get into a cab, yeah. and, and really, without even a thought about it. Yeah. I, I thought that's really, uh, you know, it's kind of cool.
0: It is, and it's very different, and it's actually something I'm totally used to, and it's kind of cool to hear the fresh China through fresh eyes. Yeah. Thanks for joining us, Elliot. You're welcome. Cool. Thanks for
1: having me, Amber. <laughs>
2: Learning Chinese is a little overwhelming. Sometimes it even feels like I forget more than I learn. Not sure how that's possible. Hmm. Maybe I need to take more ginkgo biloba?
1: Yeah, probably. But have you heard of ChinesePod? They have an amazing new tool called the Recap app. You can choose 90 second, three minute, or six minute lesson recaps, whatever fits your schedule. The app even populates itself with the reviews of the lessons you've most recently studied.
2: Cool. Maybe I don't need to get my head checked. Maybe. ChinesePod.com forward slash recap.
0: This question comes from Urban Dweller. It's a very appropriate question for an Urban Dweller, actually, John. <laughs> so he asks, what's the deal with squat toilets? I heard they're still in use in China and that they're pretty nasty. Yes, um, John, what do you say?
2: Yeah, they're they're definitely still in use and yeah. uh, they, they can be pretty nasty.
0: And I'd like to add to everyone that me and John B are the experts on this mm. topic because we both have TV, which I call tiny bladder.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like a walnut.
0: <laughs> yeah, me and John B are always in the lineup for the bathroom here at Chinese Fuds. So that's why I knew John haul him in here <laughs> yeah. okay so so let's start with I mean his first question is about the squat toilets but we can kind of I mean this could go so far there's so many things to talk about toilets in China
2: yeah absolutely toilets and they there's such a kind of interesting and kind of horrifying topic but they're, they're great to talk about
0: so. yeah and so definitely there is squat toilets in China mm. a lot
2: yeah um, I would say what percentage? Even in Shanghai, probably 75%, 80%. And mm. outside of the big cities, 100
0: Yes. Okay, so part of it is that the toilets are squatters. Um, another issue is a lot of times they're not even a toilet. They're more like a trough, I would say.
2: Right, yeah. And, yeah. you know, I, for guys... The trough, you know, isn't that bad. Really? But, well, well.
0: <laughs> wow. Okay, depends what you're doing, yeah. right? I mean, let's clarify. Okay, we'll use some euphemisms here. <laughs> number one, number two. Okay. <laughs> so, what were you going to say? Oh, the trough for men.
2: Right. The, the, I mean, number one, you know, even in the, the West, I remember going to baseball games and stuff, and you had a trough for number one, but the trough for number two is uh, a different experience. Yeah,
0: and let me explain to people. Actually, what we'll do is I've taken a picture of the trough toilet at Chinese Pod downstairs, Oh, and I'm gonna post it on the site for you all because sometimes it's hard to understand what we're talking about unless you've actually seen it. Because even when you see it, you can't believe it. Yeah. There's no plumbing. <laughs> it's basically I don't know a trough. It's, yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a trough. <laughs> yeah, and then I guess maybe they just rinse stuff down to get rid of the. Well, the, the
2: stuff. men's the men's has this this giant tank, and it's actually really fulfilling because it's it's uh, it's huge. It's like three or four times as big as a normal toilet, and so you pull it, and it's just this this rush like rapids of water down the trough and oh well
0: it seems like a good system yeah (laughs) okay so john um do you find it traumatizing the toilet situation here
2: well i've been traumatized okay so tell us share
0: with everyone would you mind sharing your worst toilet experience yeah um, i'll share mine if you share yours all right (laughs) my uh
2: my my worst toilet experience was it was in 2001 and i was up in northeast china and I was teaching, and the school that I worked with, we had this program where we took our city kids out to the country for a week. And mm-hmm. so we were out in the countryside, and I mean, this is rural Manchurian China. It's just like cornfield, 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 village, cornfield, cornfield, you know, it's just mm-hmm. middle of nowhere. So we were in the little schoolhouse, and I had to go to the bathroom. So I asked my the, the teaching assistant, where's the bathroom? And she says, it's like 200 meters down this path. And I thought, wow, 200 meters, that's kind of far. I really have to go to the bathroom. So yeah. I start going. I start going, and
0: it doesn't sound like there's any potential for any plumbing when it's that far away, does it?
2: Yeah, exactly. Well, there wasn't. There wasn't any plumbing. Period. Uh, so, uh. <laughs> um, but I, you know, I figured, well, it couldn't be gotta that go, bad. Gotta right? go. Gotta <laughs> go. Yeah. See, I started going, and about about hundred meters down the path, about halfway, your nose starts to realize why the toilet's two hundred meters away from everything else. Oh. <laughs> And I mean, just you, you get closer and it's just, it's, it's like exponentially more horrifying. Hmm. Uh, it's, it's like, you know, one of those curves where once like you actually. Like a
0: rankometer. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> like if you actually were to go in the toilet, it would be infinitely smelly. Oh my. You know, like,
0: Did you get into the toilet? No,
2: I got, I got close enough to see it. You saw and it? And I saw it. It was, it was just a, a little wooden building with a, with a door and these wooden slats.
0: Oh. And
2: I just, I couldn't do it. It was just the, the ammonia. The pure, like just ammonia <laughs> smell. It, it honestly, it smelled just like cleaning ammonia. And and maybe
0: they it, had cleaned it. Maybe that's why. Yeah, no,
2: <laughs> that's not, not, that. that's not, not that. why. Not that
0: clean. Because
2: there were other smells. Just, uh-huh. I, I can't <laughs> find them with one chemical. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yes,
0: mixed in. Yeah.
2: And so I, I ended up just peeing on a bush. It was, it was you know all I could what? do.
0: The, the good old bush. Yeah. I mean, honestly, when I'm in the alley, sometimes I wish there was a bush because <laughs> I would choose that over the toilet.
2: You know, you can pee in Japan. the alley. <laughs> so there is
0: advantages to being in the rural areas. There are bushes, yeah. not like in the city. Exactly. <laughs> okay, well, my worst experience probably was my first time to China because I didn't really have any clue about these sorts of things. But it was in a big city, Beijing. And I think Beijing's probably even gotten a lot better now bathroom-wise since the Olympics are coming because this was about more than five years ago. But one thing that, mm, of course, the squat was expected, or even normal one thing that kind of sh- was surprising to me that was that the um, a lot of the stalls in the public bathrooms didn't have doors on them. So I walked in and there's women like just there and you have to go right in the stall with no door. So that was a little bit traumatizing for me. So yeah, I think the, one of the, the reasons is I mean like sometimes there were even doors on the stalls but girls wouldn't shut them. Like I saw a girl kind of like chatting with her friend and looking like at a magazine while they were like going to the bathroom. But I think it's because going to the bathroom here it's not so private or such a big deal like it is for us in the West. What do you think John? Yeah, I think
2: it's it's just another one of those like no personal bubble, no personal space, and yeah, bath.
0: It's just another it's, function like yeah. eating or sleeping or whatever, right? And I think probably it comes from like don't a lot of the lane houses have shared bathrooms here? Is yeah. that right?
2: Um, even now, a lot of those they're actually really expensive because they're in nice areas of the city, but they have shared external bathrooms. And, oh, really? Yeah.
0: Yeah, so it's not you know we're just a little bit uptight about our our bathroom privacy I think John absolutely
2: <laughs> and I'm I'm gonna keep being uptight that's something I'm proud of <laughs> it's nice to keep some of your culture with you even
0: even when you adapt new things exactly <laughs> okay but one t- okay but there's a tip I can give everyone which later someone said to me and I thought why didn't I think of that is that you can bring an umbrella. Oh. And an umbrella is like a portable stall door. Oh. Did you ever think of that? I didn't. So you just open it in front of you, and you can do your little business there.
2: And, <laughs> in my experience, in those the men's bathrooms, everybody is reading a newspaper. So you you hold the newspaper oh. long, and it, it works about the same way. <laughs> hey,
0: that's perfect. Hey, and something else that we maybe people don't know is that you always should be bringing tissues with you, your own mm. little pack. That's yeah. a must because you you won't find a roll of toilet paper sitting there likely.
2: Yeah, absolutely not. You might be able to buy them though. Yeah. Um, a lot of the public toilets have a little lady out front that sells uh, tissues.
0: Yeah. And so you will find public toilets on the street here. It's not going to be a problem. They may be squat, but often they are run by someone. So you yeah. do pay like five mao or something, mm-hmm. but they're not bad. They're pretty clean. They're pretty safe. Don't be too scared.
2: Um, one tip though, and public bathrooms here, for men, there's often two prices, like number what? one and number two. <laughs>
0: what? <And laughs> I've never heard that. It's only for men. It's I've never only for been men. A- I've never been asked before I go in what I'm going to do. Yeah,
2: <laughs> women, almost always women will be one price and it'll be the same price as the men's number two price. Oh. <laughs> so I guess they figure if you use a stall it, it, it costs the oh, same. Oh it's amount. about
0: the stall rental fee.
2: Exactly, whereas the urinal is like it's cut rate. So oh, but often that's pretty good. often if you're um if you're a foreigner and a guy you'll go in and maybe the price will be like one quai or five Mao. And, and the guy'll just tell you, you know, one quai. So
0: like do they check? Like what if you cheat?
2: No, I don't think they check, but I'm saying if the you honor t- system yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But if you if you just have to pee. Make sure that you're paying the the peeing rate. Oh, and
0: maybe they know by how long you're in there. It it could be. (laughs) Okay, now some probably like what urban dwellers a bit maybe worried about, and like a lot of people would be is like maybe they've never squat to go to the bathroom before. Yeah, it's.
2: it's I mean, like it's old
0: hand for us now, but John, like, do you was it hard for you? Like at first?
2: (laughs) (laughs) It was not at first. It's still hard. I I, I'm just not very. You gotta work out
0: the muscles more. (laughs) Exactly.
2: Well, you know, from from birth. Chinese it's just like a cultural thing there's this like resting squat yeah it's true that
0: even just for normal on the street yeah, like, yeah.
2: and it's flat-footed and I I still can't do the flat-footed um I played catcher uh, baseball mm. catcher for years and years and years and so I thought eh, squat no problem and the first time I went to one of those toilets, I squatted down into that baseball catcher squat, and you realize that it's it's really vertical, you know. You yeah, th- like you got to get the angle right, feet, or you know? it could be
0: kind of messy. <laughs> yeah,
2: and. Um, you know if you're really used to getting down into that position then then going backwards you know your your center of gravity starts moving backwards and you <laughs> don't want to fall in a toilet
0: you do not trust <laughs> yes. us you do not want to fall in these
2: toilets like <laughs> if, if someone gives you the option of like shooting you in the knee or throwing you in a toilet take the bullet
0: man <laughs> <laughs> it's a very good analogy now. it will impress upon our listeners how important before you arrive to practice the squat position
2: it, it's hard it's muscles you don't use you know it's like it's like tones and squatting they're they're yes. just chinese things you gotta practice
0: yeah you gotta practice i mean there is sort of like the option to put your hand on the wall to balance yourself but i don't know if you want to do that either
2: um maybe kind of gross another maybe you can edit this out but another tip hey guys it's michael here at chinese pod and we want to say thank you to all of our faithful subscribers if you're not registered yet head over to ChinesePod.com now and get 20% off Promo Promo Save your promocos, promocos. Chinese. now at Use promo code GET20 at checkout to get 20% off your first year. If you're in a train, uh, talking about putting your hand on the wall, mm. if you're in a train, especially these old trains, don't grab the water pipe in front of you. Oh, a lot of, a lot, at least one time, <laughs> when the train bumps and you pull on it, the water pipe gives way.
0: Oh, and are you speaking from experience? Kathy? Yes, I, um, I hope it was a water pipe, not a sewage pipe. It, it was a water okay, pipe, good. but
2: it was still kind of embarrassing walking out of the toilet wet.
0: Okay, and these are the things you will only learn here on Dear Amber. Exactly. <laughs> okay, so I would say just to reassure everyone, if you come to a big city, it's not going to be a problem. Like. Yeah. I mean, one thing you don't have to worry about bathrooms too much. We have small bladders; we always find one. There's always a McDonald's or some yeah. sort of like fast food restaurant you can usually use. Most apartments in a big city have a normal toilet. I have yeah. a normal toilet. Yeah, I do. But have. smaller cities, um, I think you might be out of luck. Yeah. So you better get used to the squatting. Uh,
2: even even in Hangzhou, you had to. It was just a pretty nice city, but you had to go to Starbucks or something to find a real to- uh, a Western toilet.
0: Yeah, that's not called a real toilet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which one came first? Probably the squatters. Probably the squatter, Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we hope that helped Urban Dollar and. We hope that took away some people's toilet anxiety. And actually, we have a lesson right now coming out that's kind of kind of related. It's for those bathroom stalls that actually do have a door. It's called "Is someone in here?" So everyone can go and check out the newbie lesson there on that. It's about checking if someone's in the stall. <laughs> Thanks, John.
2: No problem.
0: And appropriately, the word of the week for this week, something you've all been wanting to learn, was the word for toilet, which is ma tong. And it's third tone and third tone. But when pronounced, the third tone becomes second tone. So it's ma tong, our shang, san shang, ma tong, toilet in Chinese. That's everything for this week's Dear Amber, The Insider's Guide to Everything China. Now, don't forget to send your questions to me at dear Amber at praxislanguage.com. And go to the comments section of Dear Amber found in the extras tab at chinesepod.com and get more information on today's show. And you can also post your own insights on toilets and traveling as a tourist in China. Thanks a lot. And we'll see you next time on Dear Amber. Shai jian.